man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool to dream sitting down by the street that leads him to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I want to go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, if you're going, leave the sinking ship. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home. Live every Sunday morning right here on 102.7 ESPN (laughs) FM in Austin, Texas, or 24-7-365 on the Outdoor Zone radio network at theoutdoorzone.com. All your favorite podcast platforms. My name is TJ Granny in the bunkhouse with me. Obviously, this morning is Cody Ryan. Yeah, some reason missed last week. I don't know what happened. Huh. Well, well, we we need to talk about that. We do need to. So oh, we don't in. need to talk about that. Oh yeah, beef we steak in. is in the house. Oh yeah. All the vacation and sick days you two have taken this year. Jack is the ranch hand that gets here early, makes sure the gate gets open, fills the old pot belly stove, sparks it up, and uh, puts foil on that coat hanger that's out front on the porch that gets the signal out to you, the regulators, and our regular listeners. Part-timers. That's what you two guys are, part-timers. Oh, man. That, I can't. All right. I'm okay with that. <laughs> he 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 likes that, doesn't he? He he's yeah. Man, I was out I was I've been burying and marrying people. So I, I got an excuse. Whoa, wait. You've been burying people? Uh yeah, yesterday. I did you got a, a new job? I I don't know. I guess you I got was a new a, excavator. <laughs> no, well, no. I figured I got all this room in this backyard. <laughs> I, I just moved to a fire pit and the fire, all the firewood, you know, and uh perfect spot to have a cemetery. No, I did a funeral. Um, I guess it's not something to be. Well, we did it as a uh, celebration of life. That's and right. That's right. That's right. So that was, that was good. I'd never been to a Mason Lodge before. So, so you need to say that differently because that? you didn't do any of the bearing. Well, actually, he was cremated, so... But we did take him on the last joyride in the back of the Durango, so... 
That was fun. You took him in the Durango. <laughs> yeah. Put him with all. <laughs> Put High him class with... right there, bro. It is. I'll, I'll do it. What. Yep. And uh, Kept the windows down, the lid open. And I told him. A little country music playing. I don't know if it was good or not, but I told him that, you know, my dream to, of going out is to be, uh, is, is to be, you know, same, same thing. You get an urn, you get the ashes. But what I really want him to do, put a little target on the front of it. We take it out where we're going to place beef forever. And we just happen to mix tannerite into all of the ashes, right? And have the urn. And then I'll have one of my buddies take a long shot. And kaboom! Everybody goes hey, home. Hey, let me do that part. Which part? You want to shoot me? from long range and i'm just gonna blood so it can you imagine tannerite with your ashes and then everybody goes home with a little bit of beefsteak well i'll i'll be there to uh to calm down all the small children that were absolutely <laughs> devastated by the loud noise and cody ryan you want to be the pieces of bone that are laying on their skin afterwards you want to be the trigger man cody ryan Heck yeah. I guess you're young. No greater honor than, I, to, <laughs> than to blow you up, man. <laughs> your, your life's work will be accomplished if you could blow up beefsteak. So uh, finally, I get to be the number one guy on the radio show. <laughs> I get to say whatever uh, I want to say. You do that. No, Don't you have your sick. own little podcast that doesn't go out anywhere? You just... Have your little podcast yeah. that works all week? No? All right, that was Cody Ryan. Because dies with all the passwords, <laughs> so we can't get into any podcast uh They're all the same. They're all the same. It's all Cody Ryan. Right, right before he pulls the trigger beef, he'll say, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One last time. I'm going to steal it from him. Boom. Yeah. There you go. Oh, but hey, speaking yeah, of shooting and all that stuff, this section, this segment of the show is brought to a, to you by our friends at McBride's Guns. Man, there's no more important time than now to make sure you own the firearms that you that you feel good about. Uh, not only for hunting season, but personal protection. And you can find all the firearms. You can have the selection, everything that you want. Everything go. You can go over there. You can make sure they fit your hand correctly. Uh, your shoulder correctly. If you're going to buy a uh, rifle, deer rifle for the for the youth in the house, that's the place to go to make sure you get the right one, the right size. Uh, they have a gunsmith on staff to help you if you have some issues with your firearm. Maybe the trigger's not working quite right, or the uh, ejector's not working quite right. Well, go to Dad Gum the, Ejector. Go over there where the gunsmith is and have them take a look at it. They got everything you need over there at our friends McBride's Guns. It's same been in the same place for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can call them at 512-472-3532 or just go online. McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's, McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns. They're our hometown gun shop. So it's been raining off and on for the last week that's been nice got the grass i planted around my pond i was worried about it getting all washed away but a lot of it took off so, so I, I i found an incredible podcast 
about the lakes and LCRA and a guy talking the real deal. And he said that um, with all the rains that we've received in central Texas, that uh, once the ground is saturated, which it just got saturated from the rains that we got, then it would start rolling off and filling up the Highland Lakes or Lake Travis. Yeah, he, now he, we're at a point where we've got enough rain, where we need another event of mm-hmm. rain. You see another the but it only the land, after, are they starting to close up? After all that, it's only two feet. It added two feet. We're down like 30, we're, we're down to 38% fullness. And he said, the but is falling. The, the most, sky is no, falling. No, no, here's the most interesting part, is that if we had like two more days of what it was doing the other day, it would fill it back up after the ground has been saturated and all that rain came been in. I'm telling if, y'all this. If we just do it for two more days in a row. I know. But then if it waits another two weeks. speaking. If, it, if we wait another two weeks and then get another rain, it's just going to saturate the ground again and start that process over. But it could happen. It's, I mean, just multiple days of rain in a row. And we could make this okay. thing happen next week. Well, I just want to say, I just want to do a, just a public thank you to God for <laughs> allowing the guys to dig my pond out while it was dry. And the week after they finish it, it starts to rain. And so what we gotta, do have starting tomorrow, our deer hunting is deer weather. hunt weather. So. Oh, man. 30s. It may get down in the 30s tomorrow night, or Tuesday. Night. highs in the highs in the 40s and 50s all week this coming week come huh? on now come on it's fire yeah. it's firewood season and y'all are gonna be envious when you see firewood my pile season. of firewood and you're like all oh i wish i had some i wish i did all my firewood standing up i have standing firewood so i don't cut it until i need it and then i drop it and process it Oh, so it's a bunch of wet cedar. No, I have nice oak trees just standing. They're just hanging out. Leaves on them. You know that stuff when it dies, it gets really hard. You know that, right? I what that that fire that wood. I mean, when it seasons up, even on the vine, it gets hard as a rock. You got to drive firewood out. I know you do. No, when you're cutting it. No, No, I have dead oak trees. Dead oak trees still standing. Right, and they get hard as a rock standing there. So, no. Well, I have some friends that are willing to come over and cut them down and stack them and split them. Are you talking about Think us? About, I was going to go to Harbor friends. Freight and buy a splitter, and somebody said, oh, you don't want to buy that cheapo splitter. You, need you don't want to buy a splitter one. anyway. We live in Texas. It gets cold for like a week and a half. Hey, don't say that. You hey, have to be you don't prepared. Really need Who doesn't want some a hydraulic Whoa, whoa, uh, did you just say we don't need firewood? Ugh, yeah, we really don't need firewood. Cut him here. off. Get his channel needs to be shut down right now. Of course we need firewood. That's how you can You're just saying that to, because you have to, the world's largest hoarding problem with firewood. Yeah, he's trying to convince himself yes. that you're just justifying and your problem. You're going to be collecting like, firewood. When the when the snow apocalypse comes again you'll be like i wish i could call beefsteak and not have made fun of him about all that 
and, and, and get and get a load of hackberry over here to my house. I don't do hackberry. Come on, man. All right. Hey, let's take a break. On the flip side, we'll talk a little fishing. Believe it or not, there's a lot of drama going on in the fishing world, a lot of news going on in the fishing world. We got your news, the weird coming up later in the hour. All your favorite segments. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse, and you can catch us 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. It's been a hard day's night. This is T Roy Bruce Orr listening to the Outdoor Zone. Call me Redneck, White Trash, and Blue Call. All right, welcome back, regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone, number one outdoor show in Texas, right here on the Outdoor Zone <clears throat> Radio Network. Available live here on Sundays or 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com and all your favorite podcast platforms. Now, Maxwell Supercenter wants you to know our inventory was not affected by any of the recent hailstorms. If you were affected, we stand ready to help you recover with help on getting top dollar from your insurance company repairs. Or better yet, let us trade you out for a the damaged vehicle for something storm damage free at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. We're going to give you even more for your trade-in during this difficult time. That's on top of our extra discount, extra deep discounts on replacing your vehicle by buying from Nile Maxwell Supercenter. When storms like this hit, you need quick and easy solutions. Let us help you at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter in Austin, a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram with no dings or dents, with something you won't find anywhere else. That's at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. For the best selection and Nile's promise to beat any competitor's price, go see the experts in Central Texas at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. 620 and 183 in Austin. 620 and 183 in Austin or online anytime. Nile Maxwell Supercenter.com. So there's a uh, lot of changes going on in the fishing world. You'd think with it being hunting season that fishing season is done over all of that uh well that's not entirely true the national professional fishing league finished up their regular season yesterday on i believe lake hartwell there in georgia and patrick walters wins another one bassmaster elite series pro and national professional fishing league pro patrick walters knocks down two of them for the year the second angler in just three years to win two MPFL tournaments in a single year. So pretty outstanding there. But uh, in a different world, the Bassmaster Opens, we've talked about for years, have uh, and this year changed for the very first time in a long time. They changed the way the Bassmaster Opens, which is the qualifying tournament series for the Bassmaster Elite Series. So the Bassmaster Opens has three divisions. They used to have four, and they would take anglers from each of those divisions. Now they're requiring the anglers to qualify for the Bassmaster Elite Series to fish all nine Bassmaster Opens, so all three divisions. Uh, this year they had an outstanding 
uh, number of anglers that fished all nine. I believe 170 or something were signed up to Golly. fish all nine Bassmaster Opens all over the country. Be interesting to see what happens this year when they we see how many of those guys sign up. Now, they did increase. So uh, they increased the payouts. They increased the television time, uh, FS1, FS2, Fox Sports, Bassmaster.com. All the live coverage is going to be upped. For the Bassmaster Opens, which has rarely had a whole lot of uh, coverage at all, but now they're going to have coverage at every single one of them. It's differentiating uh, amounts, but at least coverage at every single one. They're going to have uh, the prize purse uh is increased i believe they're paying through 45 spots where they only paid 40 before so they're paying five extra spots a little bit more money throughout those spots which was absolutely ridiculous still not enough in my opinion but more is better than not uh when you go and you cash a check you're fishing against 225 they allow 225 anglers in each tournament you're fishing against 225 guys and they're only paying 40 places or 45 places. I still think that's no way to try and make a, make a living, especially when the, you know, the final 20 spots are not even covering your expenses. It's just a hard way to justify making a living. How, how much would they have to, business. how much would they have to increase it? Do you think to be, to get the money needed? Uh, I don't I mean, know. Three double, times. Double? Three? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm just making that number up. The uh, Major League Fishing, holy cow. I know it's been talked about. If you follow fishing at all, it's been talked about. The changes that are going on in Major League Fishing with the Bass Pro Tour in particular. They came out with a press release and absolutely turned that whole thing upside down. The Bass Pro Tour has you know what was it five six seven years five years ago gutted the Bassmaster Elite Series took the uh, 80 top anglers in the world at the time supposedly they did some of them didn't go but took 80 of the best anglers in the world started the Bass Pro Tour promised them the world um no entry fees, all of that. That only lasted, obviously, a year. They've been paying entry fees ever since. Payouts have decreased. For this, after this year, they're going to cut it down to just uh, 40 or 50 anglers. So they're going to cut nearly half of the guys from the Bass Pro Tour after this year, based on a couple stipulations like... Uh, you know, angler of the year status and all that. But needless to say. So what's the difference between that and the elite series now? If there's only 40, 40 well, of the Well, here's best. the problem. Here's the problem. Well, there's a, there's a major difference. The Bassmaster Elite Series has stayed stable at 100 to 105 guys for the last 20 years. The Bass Pro Tour now is essentially you know, pulled out of the Bassmaster Elite Series, pulled 80 of the top guys out, right? So 
now you're going to cut the field next year to 50. And so you're going to have 30 or 40. Maybe they're cutting it to 40. Yeah. Cause they got to take some guys from the bass from the major league fishing invitational. So they're going to cut 35 guys, essentially 35 of the pros that were at the top of their game five years ago when they pulled them and over to the bass pro tour. So you've got 35 potentially of the top bass pros bass fishing professionals that are going to be without a job. They can't just go back to the Bassmaster Elite Series. The Elite Series is rebuilt and thriving. They can't just go fish the Bassmaster Opens. I mean, they can, but there's 225 guys, nine tournaments, and they've got to be in the top eight or nine across nine tournaments across the nation which is not easy to do when you're fishing against 225 guys. So essentially you're going to have 35 professional anglers on the bass on the bass pro tour, major league fishing BPT without a job. Where are they going to go? So hmm. anyway, well, hopefully they'll go over to NPFL. I bet you those guys, I think you'll have them. some guys absolutely, uh, move over to the National Professional Fishing League, NPFL, uh, you know, which has kind of changed. I, I mean, to be straight up, has kind of changed um, models, I guess. I mean, they're, they're going to take who they can get at this point, NPFL, that is, National Professional Fishing League. They're going to take who they can get. It was designed originally or sold as originally, kind of the working man's tour, you know, right? This being your second gig in line and as why they spread the tournaments out the way they did. And so a guy could maintain a regular job and fish. Um, I mean, that was, that was the way they designed practice and all that, you know, so that you could only, you'd only have to miss one week instead of, you know, a day or two from the next week or previous, make it to practice and fish and all that. So, that's changing. So it, I mean, is, it's inevitable. So are some of those uh, open guys, uh, are they pot-licking NPFL just to, I mean, that guy's fishing both tournaments and going over there and winning two of them? He's not, is he, he's not the You can't plumber. say pot-licking. That's the wrong <laughs> use of the term for pot-licking. You say that oh. as you're, at, that, like anytime you talk about fishing, you talk about pot-licking. Yeah. And, uh, well, uh, that's just a guy going over there taking advantage. I mean, he's, he, they're fishing at a different level. They go over there. Hey, I'll fish this one too. And take some of their money from the, yeah, even it's though they're too. sponsored way up and. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That ain't, that's not what they were supposed to be doing though. That's the way that I not read in it. theory, but it yeah. does. I mean, he pays an entry fee and I, you know, if I can't beat him, then. I don't, I mean, you got to be able to, it's no, it's no junior league. You can't just expect to go over there and just make money. Right. Right. So then, no, I get, I get that part of it. I so. just, I, I think there was a difference between these high level sponsored guys and, and the guys with a few local sponsors that were trying to just, uh, start well, making originally maybe that was and, a thought, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's, it, it's going to morph and change just as we see with major league fishing 
BPT changing every single year. It's also going back to the Bass Pro Tours, also going back to Every Fish Counts. Uh, executive decision made there to go to Every Fish Counts so that it can... Their 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 viewership was way down, apparently, this year. So, I, I think it's a sinking ship, and it's sad. Man, I just feel so bad for... 35 of those guys that are going to be without a job. These are names you know. We don't know who that is yet, obviously, because they're all going to get to fish this coming year. In 2024, they're all going to get to fish. And then at the end of the year, depending on how they do, we'll be able to tell you, you know, what they're, who's getting cut. But it's just well, if they don't know who's getting cut now. I wouldn't be surprised if a whole bunch of those guys aren't scrambling to try and find a new home for next year and they'll finish out what they're doing. But come next year, whether they're cut or not, they may be going somewhere anyway. Oh, without a doubt. 100%. They're trying to find a place to go and they're not going to wait around. They got, a, you know, sponsors that they got to be. They got to, yeah, well, to a lot of them are going to. A lot of them are probably, uh, you know, it's probably, I, I know that one guy from, from one podcast that I listened to has lost a hundred thousand dollars in sponsorship dollars in the last couple of years since fishing with bat, the Bass Pro Tour. Wow. So his salary is down 100 grand, uh, because the Bass Pro Tour is not what it once said it was going to be. So that's just one guy. I'll tell you. One thing, though, that if they need to protect themselves, if you need to protect yourselves, if you're tired of dealing with your insurance, finding affordable, top-quality health care options can be tricky for sportsmen, entrepreneurs, and those who are self-employed. But Altrua HealthShare is a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years. Altrua HealthShare is not insurance. However, it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing costs. Members contribute each month to a membership escrow, and then eligible medical needs are then shared from that escrow account. That's literally how easy it works. You pay in, it goes into account, you have an issue, they pay for it. That's how that's how it works. It's literally that easy. You don't have to change doctors. You don't have any of that. You got telemed. We got telemed. We use it. Our family uses it. You can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org. Altrua HealthShare, where we care for one another. All right, news of the weird coming up. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back, regulators. Here in the bunkhouse, the Outdoor Zone, we're always shopping from Mother Nature's grocery store, fresh and delicious meats of every flavor, venison, pork fowl, even delicious bass. Post your shopping picture with pictures with us on Facebook the Outdoor Zone. Follow us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. You know, everybody at some point may need to 
drive their friend around in the back of their Durango uh, as a last ride. And if so, then you need to make sure that your vehicle is repaired and ready to go. And it can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust, so we use our friends over at Sun Auto Service. Sun Auto Service is a family-owned and operated auto and repair maintenance company since 1978. And I know that each and every person at Sun Auto works hard to demonstrate that they want to take pride in what they do, and we want to be the place you bring your vehicle anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. Where do I go? Well, you know, I go to the location closest to me, which is 405 West Slaughter Lane, or yours might be 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, or 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and there's Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. There are more locations located on their website at sunautoservice.com. But, you know, you can go there um, and go on to their uh, Facebook, and I get great maintenance tips all week and specials that are sent to me just by signing up and go see them at sunautoservice.com. All right, now it's time for our news of the weird segment. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Hey, before we get into this, yeah. This is something this is something weird. It's just real quick. <laughs> this is something weird that drives me crazy. When you look up hunting and fishing uh articles and stories on the interwebs, look at the thumbnail associated with those hunting and fishing stories. I'm just saying this as a general rule. It's funny and weird. What like what are they? I, I just like training a hunting dog it is well worth it. This is from the Registered Herald, right? An article listed on many different things. And it's got a picture. The little thumbnail picture is of like a boxer, you know, (laughs) like Like the wrong kind of dog, completely wrong kind of dog. Yeah. So I just, anyway, or like this two hunting mentors accidentally, uh, shot grizzly bear during Minnesota. And it's a picture of a. Uh, taxidermy deer head, you know, I just, I don't know. It's just a weird thing that I, it's weird. And I thought it would be a good time to mention how much it drives me crazy. Well, TJ, you well, got that ultimate story, right? Of the whole um, thing with the billboard and they were, had the wrong, uh, the wrong, instead of a rifle, they had a shotgun or something. Right. Well, I was, I was, yeah, I, I even called you out on that one. TJ when they had when the big retailer had the guys in a duck blind with right deer rifles instead of shotguns yeah right right I was driving to I was in college driving back to school or something saw this billboard and went wait he's got a dog uh waiters on and he's like splashing through the water no, they decoys. were in. A, they were in a duck blind, and they had the dog in between them. And one guy was dressed uh, correctly. Oh, and one guy had a rifle with a scope on it. Right. One guy <laughs> on one side had everything right, and the guy on the other side was yeah. everything but. 
he had the deer rifle. Cody, I'm surprised you didn't say, you know, He's everybody's got that friend. He's just a much better friend. duck hunter. Yeah. He just took duck hunting to the next level. Or the one, I've seen one, a billboard with a guy walking. It's just the silhouette, and he's got like a bow in one hand and a deer skull in the other. It's just like antlers. There's like no body to the deer. Like, that's they not They photoshopped out either. the rest of it. It's like, well, oh, he's gosh. Like, he just cut the head it. off, and he's carrying it out. Or <laughs> That's not a good image. That's not good. No. All right, carry on. Carry on. All right. Uh, federal authorities released more details, unsealed charges in the theft of more than two million dimes <laughs> earlier this year from a tractor trailer that had picked up the coins at the U.S. Mint in Philadelphia. The truck driver was bound for Miami when he pulled into a parking lot to sleep on April 13th. During the night, thieves made off with a portion of its cargo, $750,000 in dimes. A shipment weighing about six tons. Thousands of coins were left scattered all over the lot in northwest Philadelphia. Uh, let's see. They so was he just in a semi-cab? Like, Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering sleeping, if he was sleeping. Watching. There's no way. There is no way. He they, snuck to... up, they snuck up behind him. And this, is, this happens all the time, apparently. This is, they're, they're carrying cargo. And they pull in to sleep somewhere, and this these four guys pulled up. They had bolt cutters. They cut the lock. They opened the back, and they started just taking bags and bags and bags of dimes. They got them you on camera. You think a semi full of money? A would, semi would not have a well, siren alarm from, or some kind of just has like a little bolt cutter lock on it. <laughs> <laughs> like he's got like a he's got like the key around his neck, like it's a locket. You know, with his little, These like his guys, daughter's jewelry, plastic jewelry box lock on it, or what? And how, how do you get through you, it with bolt cutters? And how do you not know that the all these dimes, bags of dimes, are not being taken out of the back of your truck? I mean, I just can't see. I don't know. There, there's something. There's something stinky think about that was, this one. They were working together, and he thought, "Hey, man, this is the perfect heist." We'll steal three million pounds, and so you know how they. The, so they took the coins. How did they find it? Did someone the drop way a they dime found on out them? about these guys? Is they took them to coin machines and started dumping them in coin machines and getting the cash back out. You know, like a grocery store or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and then uh, two of the guys deposited them in the bank in their bank <laughs> accounts. <laughs> you know, it's like. Well, this is a good idea. Hi, I've been collecting dimes since I, I was little. Got a new job. They pay me <laughs> in dimes. They're all brand new dimes, but I've been collecting them for 20 years. Yeah, they were minted in yeah. 2023. Like a week ago. <laughs> They're still warm. I, I don't well, know. Hey, uh, so we wouldn't know, know about criminals if they were smart. You know what I mean? Speak, right. And speaking of not smart criminals, so. A year They're or so ago, we, we reported know. we reported on some guys that were busted in a fishing tournament that had stuffed weights into the fish. The walleye. Oh, this wasn't yeah. weeks ago. This was, was no, it was ago. more than that. I said yeah. it was oh it was oh months ago. It was earlier this year. Maybe yeah. Next everybody year. knows about it. The world knows about it. Nothing. Right. And so they and and if you haven't seen the videos, it was incredible. Last year, probably. 
when the yeah, guy no, when the tournament when the tournament director cut open the belly of the fish and it, there's weights in here. Yeah. Well, one of those two guys, one of those two guys got busted for poaching deer out yeah. of season. And he is in serious, serious trouble now. The one of those exact two guys was busted for poaching like 11 deer out of season, not on his property, trespassing. I mean, massive charges against this guy. Should have been massive charges before. He shouldn't even been out to be able to deer hunt. Yeah. Well, he uh, no license. You know, his license had been revoked for everything for years after the fishing deal. And anyway, speaking of idiots, there you go. There's a, there's a guy who should be locked up. Yeah. Well, there were criminals to begin with, and this just further, uh, antagonizes the idea that, you know, cause people questioned if they cheated in events before in, in walleye, but mind you, these are walleye tournaments that these guys were caught with. You know, these are not bass tournaments. I got emails and calls and things sent to me for weeks on end from people that didn't know anything about fishing. Like, oh my gosh, did you hear about this? And it was like, it decimated the fishing industry, the trust behind the fishing industry in so many ways that it never should have. But it did. Uh, interesting story. It's made it on any outdoor news outlet in the world. But these guys are just criminals, and this further uh, just proves that these guys were just criminals, dude. I mean, that's all they were. They're just criminals, wouldn't, wouldn't and they happen to use the fishing and world. Wouldn't, to, wouldn't you to call rip off. Uh, most poachers criminals? Oh, all poachers are criminals. Absolutely. I don't, I don't, I don't see a justify poaching event. I, I don't understand how it would even work. That'd treat them like they did horse thieves in the old days, right? Man, you're well, poaching, you get, he you wouldn't know. have poached those 11 deer if they, if we did, you know what I mean? Wouldn't have been a live cluster bomb. Hey, 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 we got to take a break. Coming up, we got your game warden field notes. Uh, we've got a whole nother hour after that, man. We got so much to talk about. Hold that thought, TJ. We'll be back after this. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse, twenty four seven three sixty five. You can find us at theoutdoorzone.com. Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody, on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, Regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone 24 7, 365 on all your favorite podcast platforms, the number one outdoor show. Uh, we're so honored to be here with you. Share us with your friends and uh, let them know we got hundreds of episodes at the website and on all your favorite podcast platforms theoutdoorzone.com hey keystone bank i got a call the other day from my buddy jeff wilkinson uh at keystone bank and he said hey i got somebody signing up here that said they heard about heard about us on the show 
I was so grateful that this lady was over there. And, and when they asked her, well, how did you hear about it? She said, well, I, li- I listened to those guys on Sunday morning. <laughs> and, uh, well, of course, and we're going to tell you Keystone bank, those are our friends over there. And we love doing bank banking with the people that we know. We love being able to call up and talk to the bankers, the tellers, the people that when we walk in there, we know who's there. We know those people when we want to borrow money for a car or refinance the house. We know who these folks are at Keystone Bank. Uh, they're a local Austin community bank. When you bank with Keystone, you enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets them apart. Banking at your fingertips, of course, they have all the online banking technology that every other bank has. You can do all your banking from sitting in the chair at the house or while you're traveling. To learn more, get started at a Keystone account. Visit one of their locations in person. There's one at 11,500 B Caves Road in West Austin. There's one hundred uh, at 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin. Or there's one in 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. Or just go to their website, keystone.bank, keystone.bank for all the information. Keystone Bank, where local matters. Uh, Now it's time for our Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. So I found this one interesting. Uh, not only it's a small lake, in, not far from us, I guess maybe a couple hours, uh, kind of headed towards East Texas, kind of headed into the East Texas area. And it was the place that I remember catching my very first fish was at this lake. Wow. And Cody, I think you've been over there fishing in this lake. I have uh, several times, yeah. A, a search is underway for a missing woman who rented a kayak at Huntsville State Park on Tuesday. According to Texas Parks and Wildlife, the woman, woman rented the kayak from the self-serve station around 6 p.m. The other kayakers found the kayak free-floating in Lake Raven. That's the lake there at the park. The next morning, her vehicle was still parked on the boat ramp. Officials have not released the missing woman's identity or a description of who they are searching for. Texas Parks and Wildlife, Texas State Park Police, the Huntsville Fire Department, Huntsville Police Department, New Waverly Fire Department, Texas Department of Public Safety are all participating in the search of the lake and surrounding area. Divers and sonar boats have been utilized. So I haven't gotten an update on that yet, but (laughs) it's a small lake. For, it's a very small lake in that you can't even, it's idle only with your big motor. You can't, you know, run a boat on it. It's so it's full of kayakers or trolling motors. You know, we, I've launched my boat there. The only time you can use your big motor really is to, you can putt across the lake, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking it up right now. It says this, uh, it's not bad. Yeah, because I the last the last I thought, and she rented the kayak from them. I would assume that they have a life jacket rule, and oh. that you get the kayak, you get the life jacket, you get the paddle, you get everything 
that you need to go with it, not just the paddle, which, by the way, a friend of mine who has some kayaks that were uh, that belong to his church that you they used them for youth outdoors and all kinds of things with the young adults and they had a trailer with kayaks on it it was parked behind the church strapped down everything good they had a gate that was chained leading into the church and somebody stole the trailer full of kayaks from the church man we had a man again, that's like a double crime that's yeah like- you want to tell you want to talk about where that person's going they're not going to need a kayak to paddle through that fire and brimstone like and horse thieves. Molten. We need to take care of them. You know, I wonder about, I've often thought that maybe on trailers and stuff like that, you just need to tarp them. Do you think that would keep people away, you know, from just driving by and or you put it? one of those tracking deals, just tuck it up in there somewhere, little trackers and terrible to terrible to think that somebody is so desperate, a tarp, think a tarp's gonna do it yeah i do because if you use bungees maybe maybe that'll deter him because people will be like there ain't nothing worth anything if if they got bungees and a tarp over it that's exactly for sure. exactly if the only thing they did was bungee it with some with an old blue tarp with a hole in it then it ain't worth nothing i guarantee you. that's just some old old firewood or something exactly yeah can't ain't worth nothing that way hey uh Man, there were so many digs right there. I got on both of y'all in one comment that nobody even Firewood, bungees, and blue uh, tarps with blue a hole in them. Blue tarps with holes in them. You, you yeah. summarized us. Okay. Over 2 million fruit flies were released in Los Angeles as environment officials try to fight against invasive species. Oh, this is a good fruit idea. Fruit flies. This is a good idea. Yeah. So they have a fruit fly that's... Inv- invasive fruit fly that's come in a particular oh. one that's come in off the ships from like South America and fruit and flies they, have always been invasive when they get in your house on your counter on those bananas in your on your counter well somehow somehow and and this is California at its finest somehow they have sterilized 2.25 million med flies that they're going to release to go out. And apparently they will stop the invasion of the fruit flies. Oh, this and- doesn't sound like a Chinese <laughs> infiltration of, and look, who, who had to sterilize 2.25 million fruit flies. Did I tell y'all on air that a buddy sent me a clip from a show we did about six months before COVID shut the world down that Beefsteak and I had a conversation. TJ, you were gone. Beefsteak and I had a conversation about a pandemic in a third world country. And I was I was saying and Beefsteak, we both agreed that that couldn't happen in the United States. <laughs> Six months that, later, the world shut down. <laughs> yeah, the world shut down six months later. Wow, we and are so on it. Now I see these fruit flies that the California's releasing. This is just a, uh, you know, it's we got an election coming up. Yeah, you know? they're starting. They're starting to get all their little 
things in a row like and the jet well, stream you goes. Can't go outside you're gonna have to use mail-in votes because you can't you hardly outside, buy you'll get you can't hardly buy tin foil anymore you know because i mean of there's the so many hats making. holy <laughs> cow we're making yeah, some hats yeah, now yeah, boy yeah you're right the uh so the jet stream runs from california over here so that's gonna push them all this way it's I funny because it. they're like Okay, just, hey, so you know, if you've got fruit, you need to go ahead and eat it now. Uh, we're going to release all the, it's like, Here, you are the fruit. There's is, no way to hide all the fruit that's in California. I think it's just oh, not all the fruits, happen. all the fruits. No, what I thought it, was interesting is they said they only detected two of them. Only two of those Mediterranean flies. Well, and they and, released uh, 2.25 million little Critters well, to go even if they them. were in what what uh, sex were those two that they detected or found where they were? Well, they were in the, California. They were, they were they by whatever two males sex they wanted. They were to be. by. They could be so. two males and still produce. You know, oh. in California, <laughs> right? <laughs> we we just so. happened to have some friends from California in town, and they're probably listening to the show right now. And but we they know they disagree. In no, California, they, they're two good males. Peeps, and these guys get it, and <laughs> they're in the fight. <laughs> but it's funny that we would be talking about this and on the one show that they're probably ever going to listen to. Oh well, two shout male, out. two male uh, med flies, or what? What, Walk, what are the kind of flies? Oh, fruit flies. Yeah, I think they're med. Well, they're flies. fruit flies. It makes perfect sense. Two oh. male fruit <laughs> flies can make a bunch of fruit flies. Uh, as long as they, as long as they oh, adopt this them. This is going nowhere. <laughs> Here, let me do this. Hey, Factory Mattress, if you're searching for a new mattress, Factory Mattress is the place to go. We went there and got Mrs. Graney and I got our new mattress from there. And man, it is so important to have a good mattress for a, a good night's sleep. Shop smarter, not harder with science backed sleep solutions at Factory Mattress. They actually have a system where you can lay down and they'll tell you which bed is best for you and it really worked don't miss the pre-friday black friday sale going on now with 50 percent off tempur-pedic floor models factory mattress makes it easy to save money and your uh and your back with free delivery setup and removal plus save up to 700 dollars and get free adjustment base on select premium mattress sets. Get the right bed right now at the pre-Black Friday sale going on now at Factory Mattress, where we have sleep down to a science. Go to factorymattresstexas.com, factorymattresstexas.com to find a factory mattress near you. I will take a break, but we've got a whole nother hour of your favorite outdoor radio show happening. On the flip side, we've got some of your favorite segments, your Armed Citizens Report, your PETA Report. And Plus, on the flip side... I want should to talk. or you should not shoot spike deer. Yeah, you want to bring that up. This again. is going to be a Jiminy good conversation Christmas. between me and Cody. State Ryan. also the state considers whether to change trout fishing regulations along the Texas coast again. Ah, you get it only one place right here. Stick around 24-7-365 theoutdoorzone.com. Be 
a man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool of dreams sitting down by the stream that leads him to the corpus bay. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I want to go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, if you're going, leave the sinking. All right, welcome back, regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home live every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on 102.7, yes. 102.9, Don't just guess numbers. <laughs> 102.7 ESPN two. in Austin, Texas, or 24-7, 365 on the Outdoor Zone Network. All your favorite podcast platforms, just go to theoutdoorzone.com, and you can find it all there. Uh, my name is TJ Grady, and the bunkhouse with me is Cody Ryan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Beefsteak is in the bunkhouse. Oh, uh, I don't know what to say now. Arriba or something. I guess All he's right. told Jack is the ranch hand that gets here early, make sure the gate gets open, make sure the foil gets up on the uh, wire coat hanger that gets a signal out to you, the uh, regulators, our listeners out there. Thank you for being tuned in to the Outdoor Zone and uh we sure do appreciate you it's fun getting your comments and people listening to the show and uh we just we're just amazed at the uh, people around the world that listen to the show and then send in comments and find out about our predictions on world news and and world events that are soon to come so um just listen to the show and you'll know what's going to happen in in the years to come in the future with the way society, <laughs> you're looking at me like, what in the world? What rabbit trail is that? Man. With the way society's pounding on our rights to own guns, it's imperative we support our local gun shops. The way the one we trust with our constitutional rights is McBride's guns. I heard somebody say that since Biden has been president, we've sold more guns than ever in the history of the United States or something like that. I guess that. that's one yeah. good point. So, we just want to thank you um, to the Biden administration for prompting us to all know to go get your firearms. And we get all our firearms at our Austin family owned and operated McBride guns, whether it's a new gun trade in. Hey, if you have an estate with a bunch of firearms and you need to figure out what to do with them, call the McBride's staff and they can help you navigate that. Looking for a youth model rifle or shotgun deer season's coming. You better get that rifle for that young 
You'll find them all at the same place, and they've been there for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar, McBride's Guns. Call them 472-512-472-3532, 512-472-3532, or just go online, mcbridesguns.com, mcbridesguns.com. McBride's Guns, they're our hometown gun shop. An interesting thing I heard uh, or or was reminded of, it's an old comment that was played back and. Back in the day, some social media comments, somebody posted about, uh, well, Jesus wouldn't carry a firearm. And the reply was something along the lines of, that's correct. And the government took over and killed him that he was a part of. So uh, there stands a reason. That in the United States we have our Second Amendment, and thank God, McBride's helps us helps protect our Second Amendment. All right. Anyway, oh, say can <laughs> you see? Oh, hey, uh, so I was I was thinking about this situation, and I'm around so many different deer hunters, and everybody's talking about deer hunting right now, and I was thinking about, um. Should you or should you not kill spikes? And now Texas Parks and Wildlife, they have specific opportunities during deer season and in almost every county to just shoot spikes. So there's, they believe there's some science behind killing spikes. And I don't mind killing one that's got some length on one side. And I'm guessing that's probably going to be just a... I'll, I'll tell you personal experience from uh, my in-laws ranch, a high fence game ranch in South Texas that they used to have that uh, they uh, brought in some breeder deer and um, actually brought in a year- yearling, a yearling spike from a breeder that ended up becoming the largest buck on the high fence ranch. His first year was a yearling spike. So since then, the synopsis that I've come up with, with the whole spike argument is that a yearling spike means nothing to what their future potential could be. Well, an older spike, a two or three year old spike is a different story. Correct. The, the problem is 90, I would say 95% of the hunters out there don't can't don't distinguish, say that. Oh, can't distinguish what a two year old versus a one year old spike is. Look, if they got spots on them, don't shoot them yet. Oh, <laughs> see, there we go. Well, I've been watching two yearlings. I call them yearlings. I don't call them fawns two yearlings lose their spots uh at my house i watch it from my kitchen window and i've watched them and they just like in the last two weeks have gotten to where you can't see the spots and two yummy yummy tender and delicious (laughs) there you go so according to uh the texas parks and wildlife and the study that they did that um antlers of yearling deer sired by spike bucks mated to unrelated does, 31% of the offspring had spike antlers, 69 had forked. 
So only 31% carried on that genetic trait. 69% as a yearling. What does it say for the previous, for the next five years of that deer? Well, Well, I think that's what he's saying. Genetics. Yeah. Yeah, 31% are stayed that way. Stayed, you know, no chance. That's what it says, man. They no chance. Right. But no chance that a five-year-old buck is, is a spike. There what are no mean? five-year-old spikes. Have you ever heard of somebody shooting a five-year-old spike? I've seen some big spikes. I didn't, now, I didn't check their ID to find out when they were born, but they were some spikes. According to a look son- on my walls. At my, at, look at <laughs> yeah, you've got all those spikes I, everywhere. I, I'm a spike killing. I know. It used man. to be the thing to do, though. We no. well, just kill so, them if it had spikes any age. We didn't know the difference. But genetics does play a large role in what's passed on to other deer. That was what this study was about, and they did it in a controlled environment. And uh, they are saying that there is something that th- th- the only question, there's two questions it comes down to, and that is uh, the first one um, is that in the first year, the spike or the the deer only grow. They you they get to about sixty percent of their bone growth, and so it's a massive uh, of bone growth within their body, and it takes up most of the antler production goes away. It don't right because it's all for the body. But within three years, they're fully grown. They're not gonna all all that bone growth is over and it should go to the antlers. Now, what I hear what people are saying is if you've got a certain amount of area on your ranch and you've got X amount of bucks and they're all competing, then take some of the pressure off by getting rid of those spikes that are not, that could have a 30% chance of never going, getting any bigger, never of carrying on those genetics. So they're like, well, that's a problem. That of course. I mean, that's a, well, if you're going to put it that way, something, well, but that... the, but the deal is, is that, like I said, if we were to kill that spike years ago, we wouldn't have the biggest buck on the ranch on the high fence ranch. But you, even you said, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't kill one the first year, maybe even not the second year. Cause you know, it's just a little, little dude. So you give them, I, I'm, I'm okay with giving them a chance and, and it really kind of depends uh, I, it, it, am I paying a day fee to hunt on that ranch or is that my place? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh no, that should never come into the, into Why? that thinking that should never be part of it on. No, you should have that's the same, old, that's the same, joke. you should have the same ethical treatment no matter where you hunt on deer that's right that's right and that's how i would do it and no, you, you remember us you and i you brought it up last week where you and i were hunting on we were guests on a hunting place you and a buddy were in one stand and i was in another and i had a shotgun and i shot a deer and it ran over and this is like the first him. year we ever hunted with buckshot we both and we were both excited because we both shot a deer and turned out it was the same deer yes when you pulled buckshot shot out of the it the second the second deer I ever killed was a doe, and upon walking up on it, had a pie plate out one side of it missing, of its body was missing, the size of a pie plate. I had heard my dad shoot earlier, <laughs> about 20 minutes earlier, 
and it was his shotgun slug had shot the same deer the same deer walked right past me i shot it didn't see the pipe plate because it was on the opposite side i wow. shot that deer it dropped hoofer one hoofer I, I go i go to walk up on it and i hear hey hey i'm tracking a deer over here i'm like yeah, i may That's have it my deer I may have your deer over here well something go you don't well, Beef, tell them about Sun Auto. <laughs> well, something you don't have to track down is uh, an, a mechanic you can trust if you go to Sun Automotive. You know, it can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust, and we use our friends at Sun Auto Service. You know, Sun Auto Service is a family-owned and operated auto and repair maintenance company since 1978. That was before you, Cody Ryan. And when it comes to your auto repair and maintenance needs, brake repairs, and transmission services, Sun Automotive sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at the Sun Auto Repair Shop nearest you. Mine happens to be over at 405 West Slaughter Lane. Yours might be 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park and 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown. And another location is Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Want to see where your local uh, closest location is just go to sunautoservice.com to look up their locations and sign up on their facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week just go to sunautoservice.com so is our synopsis that you just don't kill spikes just to kill spikes all right yeah that's basically but you do there is some management and Peter you know. report coming up next. It's the outdoor zone live in the bunkhouse. Catch us 24 seven, 365 at the outdoor zone.com. I'm Everstar pro Ron Sheffield. My fish Sheffield outdoor zone fish on up this morning. All right, welcome back, regulators. Regulators, you're tuned into the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. Hey, Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Nile Maxwell Supercenter wants you to know our inventory is not affected by the recent hailstorms. If you're affected, we stand ready to help you recover with help on getting top dollar from your insurance company for repairs. Or better yet, let us trade you out of the damaged vehicle for something storm damage free at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. And this is not a uh, one-time offer. They are always offering you the best prices on any vehicle. They have You have Niles promise to beat any competitor's price. And with a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram with no dings or dents, that's something you won't find uh, on every lot because there were a lot of uh, dealerships affected by it. And it's also Ram Power Days, Jeep Adventure Days, now in full swing. Before you buy, come see the details of our exclusive free lifetime protection program. And now, Maxwell Supercenter, we've got the trucks that are protected forever. For the best selection, and Niles promised to beat any competitor's price, go see the experts in Central Texas at Nile Maxwell Supercenter, 621-83 in Austin, or online anytime at NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. All right, now it's time for our PETA report. (laughs) 
They are anti-hunting, anti-fishing, anti-meat, anti-you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's PETA Report, because we love animals too. They taste great. A jury continues to deliberate in the nearly two-month-long trial of animal rights activists in Simona, Sonoma County Superior Court. There will be at least one more day in court for the activist on trial for trespass and conspiracy. On Wednesday, jurors asked two questions seeking legal clarification related to the case, but a verdict was not yet released. The defendant's committed group of supporters, mostly associated with Group of Direct Action Everywhere, was once again camped out in front of the court holding signs and standing in wait for the trial's outcome. The defendant is charged with two counts of felony conspiracy and two counts of misdemeanor trespass for his role in protests in the 2018-2019 Sunrise Farm and Reichart Duck Farm outside Petaluma. He could face up to seven years in prison if found guilty on all charges. And the prosecution and defense, who is self-representing, gave closing remarks on Tuesday. The defendant remarked on specific details related to the charges of trespass and conspiracy, calling into question during closing arguments whether there is proof beyond a reasonable doubt of criminal intent during organized protest at the poultry facilities and saying no juror saying to jurors that being vegan is not a crime. The defendant closes remarks with warm-hearted video footage of himself and other activists leaving Sunrise Farms with so-called rescued chickens, (laughs) calling on the jurors to believe their hearts. Oh, Hmm. he stole chickens as well? Yeah, they broke in. Stole chickens and uh, relief, you know, doing doing what they do. Did y'all see? There's a meat eater on that going, man, I love chicken. <laughs> Did y'all see the guy, the video that went viral this week of the guy eating a hamburger in front of the vegan protesters, the <laughs> protesters against meat? He just walks up. He doesn't say anything. He's just eating a hamburger and he's just standing there you know, several feet away from him, just eating a hamburger. Well, they catch wind of him and, of course, get in his face and start throwing their signs in his face. And then this, I thought it was funny, this big old girl in shorts or underwear, whatever it was, it was, they were not, they did not fit her. It was clothing that was far too small for her, to put it as nice as I can. Uh I mean, big old girl gets in his face just yelling about being vegan and how he shouldn't eat meat. He's killing animals. There is zero chance that woman is not a paid actress. A paid, uh, not actress, <laughs> a paid <laughs> activist. activist. Yes, she is paid. There's zero chance that woman doesn't have a little, doesn't need a little, a little some, some, some meat. She had too much meat on her bones to be vegan. I, I I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't. I don't think vegans are are big very often. You need to. Well, write. I looked it up, and it's the vegan diet can help overweight people shed pounds. <clears throat> vegan diet helps shoppers save money uh, and lose and, and oh, lose that's fat. One to be watching and lose weight. 
I mean, everything, you lose weight, 16% uh, of body yeah, mass. You shed pounds. It's a diet. Vegan is a diet. But it's lose me- weight on. But, but you lose muscle. So. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, ours, uh, I doubt that girl had okay, a lot of muscle. I'm not going to even go oh. there. I, I'll, I'll say that I've got uh, my elk back. Oh, my gosh. And How did we- I have. I, I had to make room for in my freezer for all the meat. And I took eight pounds of it to the ranch this weekend and made elk burgers for all the guys. Were they good? Exceptional. Yeah. Put good. some KOZ rub on there and grilled them out. Sometimes Lord. that sometimes that uh those big male elk can get a little Nope. This was perfect, and it was uh, mixed uh, mixed with a little bit of beef in there. I had them when they ground it up. I had them add a little bit of beef fat in there, so it's got a little, yeah. Everything's better with a little bit of beef. (laughs) (laughs) So you had to be your own cook? You had to be your own cook because I couldn't make it? Is that what you're saying? No, I had two two cooks. And you still, okay. I had Chef Andy, and I had... Marshall backing him up. So, and uh, so it was funny because Marshall. So you were on a ranch all weekend. Nobody knows. Right. I was on a ranch this week uh, with a bunch of guys and we were training and talking about, uh, youth in the outdoors or kids outdoors zone program. And these are guys from all over the country that came in to our, uh, KOC Mobley ranch in Bryan college station. And, um, and one of the things that, um, that we did was so Marshall came in and he makes this deer. No, it was elk jerky and elk, uh, summer sausage. Mm-hmm. And he said, Oh dude, I got, I got the dinner on Thursday night. Don't worry about it. I got dinner on Thursday night. So, okay, that's cool, man. And, uh, and so it was Thursday night or last night. I can't, I can't remember which night it was, but while we were out at the ranch, he brought out this charcuterie board <laughs> And it was oh, meat, full of all meat and this, cheese board. Yeah, full of meat of every. I mean, elk this, elk that, deer this, deer that, cheese. It was a plethora. Man, it's getting kind of fancy up there. Wow! Did he, really said, have a, did he really have a charcuterie board? Yeah, I said. Well, it wasn't a board. He put it on a big piece of metal, piece of plywood. Um. (laughs) and uh, but i told him i said this may be the first time in the ranch history that there's ever been anything called a charcuterie uh out in plain sight i can't stand that i i dig the meat and cheese tray no right that's what all the guys were saying that's just a meat no it's got a new name we're gonna let him have it it was it was incredible it was incredible. Sounds like a meat fest to me. Man, there's some there's cool. some guys out there. Marshall's one of them, but uh, they also had uh, one of his buddies brought a bunch of jerky that he made. Just incredible. There's people out there that take a lot of time and really process and and understand how to process wild Hello. game into things that are Have amazing. I not been saying this the last couple of years? How much time I've spent in my shop working on jerky recipes and Some I've been di- saying the same thing. I've been and processing our own meat from beginning to end. I mean, 
all the way through for the last several years. This is just, it's the thing to do. It's the thing to do. It's amazing. Someday I will get some of that. I don't know how, but somehow you haven't offered any of that over to your buddy here. No. uh -uh. No. I don't just offer rations, family, family meals and rations in a time of, He's uh, burying like he's burying it in, in mason he's jars. He's converting in the back. it for gold. Okay, three I steps from the left east west <laughs> corner of the north barn. Well, you should not pr- promote that. I uh, let people know where you're. I give away is. as much as I can. I I really do. I l- yeah, but love- you're you're a city guy. You know, you're a city guy. Oh, we eat. We literally have almost eaten everything in our freezer, and it's like to a serious point now where it is time to hunt to fill our freezer. Like we, this every meal we is must centered hunt. around. Isn't yeah, that what I mean, they, every meal is centered around things we harvest. So kill some of those rabbits out there. Well, that's go. that's for the apocalypse. We're saving. <laughs> we don't talk about my rabbit collection. I got going my wild rabbits, but my what? little bunny foo-foos out here. Uh, but I'll tell you how we protect our family, and that's without true health care. Finding affordable, top quality health care options can be tricky for the sportsmen, entrepreneurs, and those who are self-employed. Our true health care, they're a five hundred one c three organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over twenty five years. Our true health care is not insurance. However, it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing cost. You know, out, uh, members each month contribute to a membership escrow account, and eligible medical needs are then shared from that escrow account. And you can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org, Altrua Health Share, where we care for one another. You think I'm kidding. I, I'm literally saving. I do not mess with our wild rabbits out here so that... Uh, we can have them if we need them. Hey, Armed Citizens Report Smart. coming up next. It's the Outdoor Zone live at the Buckhouse 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse. Thank you for being tuned in. Hey, you can follow us. This live recorded show is podcast every week at theoutdoorzone.com on all your favorite podcast platforms. Thank you for being tuned in. Keystone Bank, experience the value of community banking where local matters. Come join the Bank of Choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs. We're Keystone Bank, founded by Jeff Wilkinson and his team and operated right here in Austin, Texas by locals just like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you'll enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets us apart. We love that part of it, knowing who we're dealing with at our bank. Banking at your fingertips anywhere, anytime I travel all over the country and I can jump online and do all my banking right on my phone or on my laptop. To learn more, get started with the Keystone account. Visit one of our locations in person 
11,500 BK's Road in West Austin, 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin, or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. What a beautiful location that is. Go to our website at keystone.bank, keystone.bank for all the information. Keystone Bank, where local matters. Uh, Now it's time for our Armed Citizen Report. Today, legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation. These acts of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media. The Outdoor Zone wants you to know the truth. This is the Armed Citizens Report for the week. A Tucson, Arizona woman took matters into her own hands by shooting a registered sex offender who was breaking into her home, according to reports. Phoenix News reported that the incident occurred on Friday at home where a 54-year-old woman was home alone. It was then that a 42-year-old man allegedly tried to break into her home when the woman saw him attempting to enter the, enter the, she began to yell at him to leave but he reportedly continued to gain access to the home. The female armed herself with a handgun and fired a shot out of a window to attempt to scare the male away, investigators told local news. The would-be intruder then allegedly reached into the home towards the woman to take the gun away. (laughs) That is when the homeowner, in fear of her life, fired at the man, fatally striking him. The man reportedly succumbed to his wounds in the woman's driveway. The woman was not hurt in the incident. According to reports by the sheriff's department, the aggressor turned out to be a registered sex offender in the state of Utah. The investigation remember remains ongoing, but as of this report, no arrests have been made. Hmm. So interesting, right? I mean, she, uh, it sounded like she opened a window because he was trying to get in and then fired a shot out of the window. She gave and then, him And then two he chances. was close enough that he probably tried to grab the gun and rest, you know, pull it out. That's what I'm envisioning here. And she's like, no, you ain't going to get that. And then pow. He, he didn't run away, in other words. Tried to get the gun. Well, he... Went out to the driveway, didn't die in the window, but it's just another, you know, the question remains, how long, what do you, what do you do in a situation like that? Do you just say, Hey, stop. That's not very nice. Don't do that. You call nine one one and it like in Austin, they may or may not show up. You don't know how long, how, how, what it's going to take. At 31 minutes later. Yeah, they're going to send out a counselor. Hey, or do you just, if somebody's trying to come in your house, you just don't let them. That's it. That's so, it right according there. According to the Second Amendment of the Constitution of the United States, the second most important thing that our founding fathers came up with with the right to protect yourself. The second item on the list. This wasn't item number 9, 27, 42. This was number two, the most important thing that they found 
to protect yourself. And uh, I think there's no time like the present to be able to do that. And I do it every day. And I do it because of the rights we're given as United States citizens. America. The United States of America. Hey, Texas Parks and Wildlife, I talked about it earlier. I mentioned uh, they may soon decide how many spotted bass, uh, spotted bass, spotted trout <laughs> are caught along the Texas coast. Uh, uh, They're going to give us more? They're going to no, go Well, up. they had. They, they had they, gone up yep. for a short period of time. The meetings were prompted by comments TPWD received since the agency lifted temporary sea trout regulations in late August. I guess they were raised. So these regulations where anglers could only catch three trout between 17 and 23 inches were put in place by TPWD in response to the fish kill from the 2021 winter storm. Around 160,000 spotted sea trout died of the game fish killed during the freeze. Um, apparently, something they had done something like this in the 80s as well. And even more fish had died in the 80s. But they're still saying that the 10-year average, uh, the, the trout are below the 10-year average. Um, the f- fish are not as big, but there are more fish. Oh, you God, know. there's so many of those little 15, ones. 15, 16, 17-inch oh trout. gosh, they're air. you can catch them all day long. Yeah, but all they're not, long. they're not, uh, the bigger, the bigger fish is not, are not there yet, which did we, did makes we used sense. To, I mean, they haven't grown in. Did we used to in. get to keep 15? Was that, dude, wasn't there? No, I think it, 10. Was it 10 back in the day, and then it dropped down to five, and. I think it was 10. Three. Yeah. I think anyway. you're thinking of Dove. <laughs> I get spotted, those mixed up. Yeah. yeah. Those spotted Dove. I just I can't remember. No, I was just thinking we used to, We, I mean, we would have stringers full of those things, and there was plenty of them. And I've been out recently with our coast guide, official coast guide for the outdoor zone. Both you guys have. Oh, yeah. Captain Gordon, Gordon. Taylor, yeah. and he's got a couple of places, and we were catching the those what like fifteen inch uh, trout all day long. Those are and the ones you could keep, right? Whatever it was, he said. In, in in when we were fishing with him, he said, "In two weeks, you'll be able to keep all these." Yeah. And so I think it, it's probably like a like a bass pond, you know, you get a whole bunch of the wrong size fish in there and you got to get some of them out of there. Currently, Texas anglers can catch up to five trout between 15 and 25 inches, which one of those fish being oversized. So that's what it is. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know what the solution is, but, but it's good. They went along the coast and they, they put on like three different meetings up and down the coast talking to different guides and such uh i guess i hope the guides participated in yeah, it yeah several guys the guides did. Are, 274 the people yeah. attended six meetings they set up uh, I, not a I, huge turnout but i mean it's something well I if guess. you got 20 guides there you're getting good information in my opinion it's just a but it, it's probably just a pressure test to see if what their data is making sense in the field to these guys and they're if it's close, yeah. they're like, whoa, this is great. We're on. 
were on par. At least that's the way yeah. it should be. They're not looking you to know, what, them. What must be don't. nice for a guy down on the coast, too. I mean, where it used to be just sit there for an hour filleting fish after your fishing trip. <laughs> now they don't got to do any of that. Oh yeah, but they God. want to do that because, well, yes, that was a joke. Okay, sorry. Uh, they want to. They want you to catch a bunch of fish, so you tell your friends, and your friends come down and fish with them. But, well, yeah, fish catching fish. Yeah. But I guess TJ, you weren't on the show after Beefsteak went on his trip, and everybody else caught fish, except for Beefsteak. No, that's is not what true. the report was. <laughs> no, no, the women. They, the women did all the catching. Beefsteak wasn't all but they did beat us and they did put in a bigger fish my wife got a bigger fish i was not skunked like you want to talk about or say I was oh not she let skunked. you reel one in <laughs> yes i got one i put one in the in the uh in the cooler but it was all about them that's what it was for but uh, captain gordon yeah. he goes hey man i disco told me there's a uh or Beefsteak told me there's rookies on the boat. And he goes, I just warned him that it's always the women and the rookies that outscore the guys, you know, that have done it before. Yeah, he just, he thought you meant the women were the rookies. That's what he thought. <laughs> he ended up being Beefsteak was the rookie. Oh, my uh, gosh. I, have you seen, have you had friends that have, uh, I've had a couple of different friends who've gone out and killed the, are they called Tulane? Tulane elk? Tule. Tule elk. I've had a couple of friends who've been out and killed Tule elk. California. One of them, yeah, one of them was Alan McGraw. He used his bow and said it was all wide open. And if it hadn't been for a good guide, and they, but it was belly crawling, and he loves that stuff anyway, but... <laughs> A lot of those elk, a lot of people shooting those elk this year. And I, I, a lot I'm of people just, shooting those elk. Well, I'm, like he, I'm, I haven't really paid attention. A lot of people attention. up there shooting them daggum elks this year. I hadn't huh? paid much attention to those Thule elk, if that's if that's how you pronounce it. I haven't paid much attention to them. Why do you question them. me? Why do you question me? Bro. Don't question me. Hey, we're going to close this whole thing up on the flip side. It's the outdoor zone. Just like I tell my wife. I don't know why y'all question me all the time. Oh, my God. Coming up, it's the Outdoor Zone. Live in the podcast. You get us 24-7, 365 at com. This is Michael Waddell with The Bone Collector, and you're listening to TJ, Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak on the number one outdoor radio show, The Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, regulators, to the Outdoor Zone. You can follow us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. You can also find a link there to all your favorite podcast platforms and listen to every show we've ever done for the last 37, 38 years, hundreds, thousands. You just make up numbers now. <laughs> he does. And searching for a new mattress is researching a new mattress, keeping up at night. I spent hours online reading reviews before I walked into Factory Mattress knowing exactly what I wanted. 
or so I thought. After using the right fit sleep mapping technology, I got a mattress specifically designed for my needs and saved $600. Turns out mattress shopping's gotten way more personalized than I thought. Shop smarter, not harder with science-backed sleep solutions at Factory Mattress. Don't miss the pre-Black Friday sale going on now with 50% off Tempur-Pedic floor models. Factory Mattress makes it easy to save money and you're back with free delivery, setup, and removal. Plus, save up to $700 and get a free adjustable base on select premium mattress sets. Get the right bed now during the pre-Black Friday sale going on now at Factory Mattress where we have sleep down to a science. You can go to factorymattresstexas.com for details. Factorymattresstexas.com for details. Hey, I was, Mount Whitney is the tallest peak in the lower 48. It's in California. It is an incredible, it can be a one-day hike. I did it with John Michael in two days. We went a, a bit of the way up, but there are some uh, uh, climbers right now that are trying to go up the backside and they've been lost on the mountain. Uh, one, uh, uh, see an air force pilot died after falling on Mount Whitney Gerber had a permit to climb via the Mountaineers route, a highly exposed climb covered in loose rocks, steep enough that a slip or trip would likely result in deaths because the unusual route has such a steep scrambly rock section many mountaineers route and climbers opt to follow the tra traverse even though it's extremely treacherous when covered in ice uh so you yeah. didn't you didn't take that he route went, did you you didn't go up that route it's believed gerby Ger fell while attempting to take the traverse and skip the technical scramble I saw either glove or single crampon stuck in the snow from where I stood at the notch. The guide said it will, it was maybe like 60 to 75 feet out from the notch along the traverse. Anyway, it's a, people don't understand how dangerous it can be, especially if there's ice or snow. I've been on some places where if you slip, you were, there was no, nothing on the other side. You were going down the mountain and it was not going to be good. And hikers, even even in on places where people hike every day, and hundreds of people hike every week, uh, pay attention. The weather is the number one thing to watch, and you can that could this can be on trails in Arizona. It could be it could be kayaking on Huntsville in Huntsville on a little lake and not having your life jacket on. It could be deer hunting and, and not paying attention. Make sure your firearms are unloaded. You don't load them until you're in the deer stand, unload them before you get out of the deer stand. Uh, saw, saw a friend who, uh, was, who shot a deer with his bow last week was coming down out of his tree stand and the ladder came loose and, fell and broke his arm and messed up his back. So hmm. did he got to be careful? Gotta was he, be careful. Was he trying to Pay bring attention. His, uh... be present? Don't take it for granted that you're just going to walk over there and da -de da -de da be present. I mean, there's, 
there's a lot going on once you go out there into the in the outdoors. Be careful. Be careful. Yeah, and it's not always the easiest recovery, meaning you're not just uh, hot skipping a jump away from the med clinic or the emergency room in a lot of cases. So yeah, mo- maybe seems your like, phone doesn't have a signal. Sure, and it seems like most of those accidents are when we cut corners a little bit. Something we know, like, you know, maybe if that guy um, didn't have a haul line and wasn't taking his bow down, you know, was trying to carry it in one hand and then step down, you cut corners like that, and that's where a lot of that stuff happens, right? You know, right. ladder fail. That could be also. I mean- <laughs> but, I mean, it seems like most of those things happen unnecessarily where we uh, – We'll cut corners. We'll just say, well, we used to do it this way and have a little extra safety. And now, well, we'll just cut corners. We're late. We're running late. Sun's coming up. All right. Well, we won't do that this time. We won't use a haul line. We'll just skedaddle up there. Or you you see what I'm talking about? Well, there's so much. uh, Our California contingency is chiming in here saying that now they're scared to go outside. (laughs) because of what we're talking about so uh, as you should be because no it's a dangerous world out there it is just you like, shouldn't go outside if it's if you're too scared to go outside just don't just it was stay funny inside. because that we Leave spent me more week. deer more fish and more stay in california kill. yes okay more things we to were catch. we were i was driving back we we'd been at the ranch for several days and they came in from california came out to the ranch and they're like god y'all can just Y'all can kill deer, you kill rabbit, you shoot squirrel. I mean, there's so much to do here in Texas and we can't do any of it. <laughs> and they were, they talked to him yesterday. They were driving back and they're like, every y'all could do all kinds of stuff in Texas and we can't do it in California. Well, I'm sorry. And by the way, yeah. TJ, thank you. I wanted to shout out to you for baptizing one of our guys in the deer pond out there at Mobley Ranch. And did you talk to him? Oh, I, of course, my gosh, talk about yeah. on fire and on the top of the world. And just, I don't know what happened out there, why I wasn't there, but it was, must've been really, really good. So I appreciate that. That's awesome. You're driving around with your ex brother-in-law's niece's father's uncle's cousin and in his urn in the back of your suburban rolling around it's pretty tight the lid was on pretty tight but yeah and then you were out baptizing guys and and uh having that kind of out with the old in with the new (laughs) so that's awesome cody ryan we have no idea he's probably just making some off off counter recipe in his shop of food nobody will ever eat because he won't share it with anybody ever me yeah, I'm just protecting my family. Uh-huh. I'm just surprised. protecting my family. I thought that was a good idea, though, that you raise up your rabbit population. Mrs. Graney, we've watched several episodes of Alone, and Mrs. Graney reported to me the other day, I don't want to shoot a deer, I don't want to, but I, I think I'd like to shoot a rabbit. I said, well, if you shoot a rabbit, you got to skin it, we're going to eat it. And she goes, that's okay. You know so, what that's from? That's from watching Alone. She watched some <laughs> bad at, bad at crazy yes so there's a guy on alone and now <laughs> she's like well and she's got this deal like she said okay one thing she wanted to do this year was chop down a tree 
So nice. got her an axe, went out to the woods, back behind the back of the farm. She chopped down a tree. Now she wants to kill a rabbit and skin it and eat it. So I was, there was a guy in Arizona. There's a guy in Arizona that I talked to and he has a, uh, something Cody Ryan would like. He creates this pin that is shippable and they ship a pin to you along with a set of rabbits for rabbits. And then you start your apocalyptic journey to raising those rabbits and talks about how you can get from two to they, they exponentially populate. And, uh, yeah. and, and but the most interesting part the is what they put on the outside of the cage. They have something, you know how those uh, deals are that you'll see on the porches of ranches where you can put your boot in and it'll, it'll go around the heel and then you can pull your boot up. You've seen that, right? It's like a little, yeah, 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 yeah. He's got one of those on the on the outside of the pin. And you know what it's for? Skin it. <laughs> it no, it's for a quick all you do is you put that rabbit, you put its neck I in gotcha. there, and you give quick yeah. jerk. Yeah. And uh and then you Hey, Beefsteak, what's your quote for this oh, week? Man. Well, I won't be here next week. I'm gonna be out here. Rabbit hunting. is delicious. That's and his quote. Then, no, no. If some animals are good at hunting and others are suitable for getting hunted, then God must have clearly smiled on hunting. So that's Psalms my 2410. Psalms <laughs> 2410. Who is glorious? Who is this glorious King? The Lord of heavenly forces. He is the glorious King. Live it, love it, learn it. I'm Cody Ryan. Same place, same time next week. Actually, hey, I'll be hunting too, I guess at some point. <laughs> Whoa is me. Yeah. Uh, hey folks this week get the kids off the couch take them for a walk in the park show them the birds and trees heck take them hunting take them fishing we don't care what it is as long as you get them into the great outdoor zone if you'd like to start a hunting and fishing ministry in your church go to kidsoutdoorzone.com if you're looking for a speaker for your next event go to kidsoutdoorzone.com if you'd like to support the mission of Kids Outdoor Zone no kid left inside Go to Kids Outdoor Zone. We accept cash and cars and trucks and land. And uh, so support Kids Outdoor Zone, the premier youth outdoor adventure program. And uh, what else? We're, we're all three headed to church. I want to encourage you to find a good Bible-based church in your community somewhere. And uh, uh-huh. there's my little peanut. I see my little granddaughter. All right. Uh, hey, we're all headed to church. Want to encourage you find a good Bible-based church in your in your community somewhere. So, uh, from myself, TJ Graney, from uh, Cody Ryan, Beefsteak, Peanut, and Jack the Ranch Hand. From all of us to you, we just want to say, have a blessed week. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Share this podcast with your friends at theoutdoorzone.com. I love you, Peanut. I see you and your unicorn. All right, regulators, let's mount up. <laughs>